There was a full house at the small jazz club where Carl made a midweek appearance. He sold out much bigger venues, quickly becoming popular with material that makes light of the everyday struggles and issues that most Zimbabweans face. Nothing is off limits as he tackles politics, the police, racial issues, religion, and even the most taboo of topics in Zimbabwe, homosexuality, as he jokingly suggests that the minibuses or so-called combis used for public transport would get a larger white clientele if instead of employing rough and rude conductors, they had a more camp touch. Come on, come to my combi. He also reinterprets the famous standoff between President Robert Mugabe and then British Prime Minister Tony Blair, where Mugabe said, You keep your England and I'll keep my Zimbabwe. Well, you see, Tony, <laughs> in the past when we had tea together in the Cheshire Gardens, I. Uh, I felt and I thought to myself, you know, the weather in England is just too cold for me. But I'd like to return to my Zimbabwe and just leave you to your England. So what do you think of that? So nothing's off limits, but up to a point that is. Right at the start of the show, Carl is quick to address a common perception that many people have of the role of stand-up comedians. Well, pressure from people. Carl, you're a stand-up comedian, so you're the next person to talk about political issues in Zimbabwe. That seems to be the, the main thing that stand-up comics are supposed to do. So you're going to criticise the Mugabe guy. That's the thing that we're supposed to do, and I thought, gosh, that's a lot to put on my shoulders. I mean, I don't have the money to make fun of him, and, uh, and uh, basically I'm not stupid. Okay. <laughs> I figured like in my, my brand of, of comedy is um, supposed to be like an uplifting experience. So I, I don't go for things that are detrimental to the growth of a, of a country. And I think um, the, the public has a part to play in terms of improving some of those things. Um, I tackle these issues, but I don't go far in them because um, I like a show where politicians can actually come in and also laugh at themselves without feeling insulted. So I'm just here to give people a very good laugh for them to feel entertained and stuff. Yeah. I'm not doing this to destroy anyone. It's, it actually gets the information out there to, to a lot more people. Carl has a background in advertising, television production and animation, and his bigger shows use animation and effects on a big screen. He launched his career just six months ago, and unusually for Zimbabwe, where internet use is still low, he's used online social networking to build his brand, particularly for a show in Harare last month where he sold out a 650-seater theatre. Uh, we use the internet. Um, the press wasn't writing anything about us. I, I think um, they just decided not to. So we decided to employ the internet. We went through the blogs, we went through Facebook, we did everything on Twitter and it just created this huge hype. And before we knew it, people were asking for tickets and you know it was going to be this huge you know, sold out uh, show, uh, as it were. Unheard of for someone who's just broken into the, the market. But it was a very calculated process that we, that we followed. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to show a different way that the arts industry could behave as opposed to what we've been doing in the past. We'll say we want change for our country. Give us change. We want change and we want it now. We're going to demand change. We're going to ask for change. Because we need 500 coins for our combis, 27 coins, because our country is crippled. Right now we're tired of these credit notes that we keep getting from people. So we want change for our country. 
and I'm the agent for change. We will bring back lots of change. Carl campaigning for change in the form of coins, as although the country's been using the US dollar and other foreign currencies for two years, there are still very few coins in circulation for Zimbabwean consumers. And joking about such inconveniences and challenges seems to give the audience relief. No, Carl's always hilarious, so whenever he's got a show I try to make it, try to give him the support he needs, but no matter how many times you hear his jokes, they, they're as good as new. It's hilarious. Now, I've had a terrible past two weeks, so I needed this. I think, I mean, when I go to work tomorrow, I'll be a better person. No more snapping and being cranky and everything. <laughs> so laughing about these everyday things, it, it helps? It helps. You know, you, you find humour out of pain. You know, as Zimbabweans, we adapt. Whichever way, whatever you throw at us, we'll pick it up and we'll run with it. After the economic difficulties and all the tribulations the country's been through, I think he's ordered a doubt for Zim. He's, he can hold this, the flag high, at least he's representing. I like it. It's a true representation of the country and it's still comical, it's nice. It makes you look at the lighter side of life, man. That's how it's supposed to be. You can't be too serious for, for everything, you know what I mean? You grow wrinkles with that. So you need to smile, man. Even if, you know, you got the potholes, you got the combi situations and everything. It's something you can laugh at. You look at the different side to it. I think that's, that's the way to go. So six months into your career in uh, comedy, you're going to embark on a world tour <laughs> Wow! Um, in May. And... Uh, Places around Africa, Zambia, Nigeria, Malawi, going to Europe, uh, to the UK, Germany, also to the USA, Australia and Malaysia. Yeah. That sounds incredibly ambitious. Yeah. Um, the thing is, um, it, it seemed ambitious when we first thought about it, but then we, we looked at the figures and um, I started thinking, what would happen if I booked a flight that goes around the world? And I looked at these round-the-world specials. We've got this documentary project that's happening parallel to the, to the World Tour, which is a cultural exchange, trying to see how humour can bring nations together, dialogue, you know, that kind of thing. And that's where my focus is. Um, I mean, we're not making any money when we're going around the world, but we're sending an image and a perception and we're sending information out about Zimbabwe to a lot of countries and we're leaving it there. And that will have a very huge impact for us when we start doing things on a commercial level. It seemed like a nerve-wracking thing to be a stand-up comedian because it's you, it's just you and there's no backup. Okay, you've got some animation in your shows, but uh, it's you and the audience. They could shout out anything, uh, a joke could flop. Yeah. Do you need nerves of steel to do this? You do. Um, you need nerves of steel, you need lots of toilet paper, because I, I spend, I think, 90% of my time before the show in a, in a loo. So it's, uh, it, it really is nerve-wracking. Nerve I'm not surprised why um, there's so many high rates of uh, suicide amongst comedians, because it's such a depressing art form uh, for the artist. Because um, the only sort of uh, response and gratification you get in the show is when someone laughs at what you've said. You've come up with something that's funny and you expect people to laugh. So when they don't laugh, it hits you really hard. Is there a lot of satisfaction as well? There is. It's, it's amazing. It's like a rock star life. I, I think um, being recognized on, on the street, getting that gratification after the show. And uh, someone said to me, it's an amazing responsibility that you, that you have. And I, I don't take it lightly. You know, I feel like the president of comedy, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs>